everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci. And Scott Jans. This is episode 119, Flirting with Fire. On this episode, we talk about the one thing that everyone goes out into the backcountry for, an old-fashioned campfire, how to get it going, what is the best fire starter to use, and we bust the myth on what is commonly suggested to use versus what you should bring instead. You can always join in on this discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast. Come hang out with us, join our podcast family and join the conversation. So it's good to be back. I know. It's so we strange. We apologize for uh, people who were probably uh, thinking last week in their uh, podcast feeds. Uh, oh, boy. They're gone. <laughs> we're still around. <laughs> we're still around. Can't get rid of us that easily. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, um, apologize for uh, not getting the podcast out. Uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, we are in the final stages of getting our uh, 1976 vintage airstream complete renovation and restoration done and we just we had great weather out here in northern georgia a low humidity and we went for it we painted the outside of the airstream and uh for those who know a little bit about airstreams airstream argosy were the only models you could paint. So we desperately got the paint. We went out there and we we painted. And we just, we were working from eight in the morning to eight o'clock at night. Um, and it was a priority project. <laughs> so we ditched our responsibility <laughs> to you guys to have a painting day. Uh, no, it's well worth it, but we are uh, back in full steam and uh, very excited to be back. It, it feels really strange not having this as part of our weekly routine it's odd it feels odd it's it now we've been doing this for so long that it becomes part of who we are and our weekly rhythm and it's so weird yeah it is it is weird not uh, doing an episode and um and and uh, quite frankly we feel like we let you guys down yeah. so uh and that that's a that's 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 a kind of an ugly feeling uh <laughs> for sure um, but we, we know, uh, we know we love you guys. And I think that some of you, um, that know us, um, love us and understand that the Airstream journey is not only a huge investment in time and money, but it is, uh, we're going to be, we're going to be doing some crazy podcasts from it very soon. And we're waiting on some really super good news that we hope that we can share with you. Uh, we'll share with you wh whether it's not good news or not, but uh, it's exciting if it happens. So we wanna share that with you guys. So yeah, it's been really super busy, but good to be back. Very, very much so, very much so. So we wanna talk about uh, fire starters um, because that's really one of the joys that everybody gets when you go out backpacking and you've been backpacking a long day or you're camping or, or whatever the case uh, is, is that you want to kind of sit around the campfire. I love campfires because I usually cook over the campfires. So for campfires, it's not really a campfire for me. It's a fuel source for me to boil water and uh, to cook. Um, so we were kind of like kind of going back and forth and, and 
talking about, you know, we've never really done an in-depth podcast about uh, the, some of the better fire starters. And we, we have a little bit of practical experience because we took a survival class um, in the Smoky Mountain National Park and we were dunked in water for <laughs> for about 20 minutes. Some of us a little longer yeah, than Yeah, I know. You beat me. You beat me. Uh, Survival is not a competition. <laughs> it's not a competition. It's a matter of life and death. But we, um, it was a competition that day, and Ariane won. But we had to lay in, we had to lay in creek. We had to lay in, in, in a creek bed, um, completely winter. submerged in winter with our fire starter kits in our pocket. And that, uh, we did a podcast called We Are Not Bear Gorillas. <laughs> and we thought, you know, this would be a really good opportunity to talk about not only what we learned from that specific uh, class with um, with fire starters in mind, but then kind of expanding that knowledge with what we have experienced with our years of backpack backpacking and going out in the field and what we what we use. And we're going to give you those uh, tips also. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to note that we have failed multiple times in real life scenarios to be able to achieve fire. And in doing so has taught us so much more about how to utilize the resources that are already there for you and and, and what to what what to do and what not to do and what to choose and what not to choose. And and I think let's face it with failure comes experience and, and it, and it really guides you in the right direction. And so, um, since summer is halfway over and these are like the iconic aspects of taking your family out, uh, into the back country and, and, and especially for the kids getting that fire built. Um, we really wanted to bring that education, not only for the enjoyment factor, but really, to hone in on some skill set that will help you um, in all of your future uh, backpacking adventures. Yeah, and the one thing that uh, you have to keep in mind is not every place is campfire friendly. So always know your state park rules and your national park rules and your federal uh, wilderness areas, whether it's uh, Bureau of Land Management or you're in a national forest. You know, some places have fire bans. And so please do not start a campfire um, when there's a fire ban out there. We've had way too many tragedies of people wanting a campfire and things go wrong. Um, so having said that, yeah, Ariane and I have had epic, epic <laughs> fire, campfire failures. And, you know, the one but thing. But also successes. A lot, a lot of success. More successes than failures. I would say really impactful successes because they come out of experience where it's almost impractical to have a fire built. Do you remember the time we actually ditched the campfire? We, we prepped for it. <laughs> we got it going. We were ready to go. We it was spent cold. so long. No, so we spent long like an hour collecting wood. It was, it was, it was the most beautifully prepped campfire without yeah, ever mind. actually having a campfire yeah, yeah. so we were up uh we we're up on a ridge we were set up, it up for the next group we were up at mount rogers recreation area you yep. remember yep and it was super windy and it was really chilly but it was <laughs> the wind was coming over this ridge and we're getting ready for this campfire and the wind was strong enough sustained wind too was strong enough that we could not sit in front of the campfire otherwise we would be you know, marshmallows, burnt marshmallows. <laughs> It'd be schmores. 
you know, put some chocolate on me. We would have been burnt. Um, so we couldn't sit in front of the campfire, but to sit behind the campfire would be irrelevant. <laughs> we would not get any warmth whatsoever because the wind then would be at our backs. It was, yeah. And we wouldn't get any warmth from the campfire. So in that case, we would we'd put all this work into building um, what was really a beautiful would look like a beautiful piece of art <laughs> in a rock <laughs> circle amongst a beautiful setting and we're like epic we're, scenery we're getting ready to do i'm like you know what this is going to give us no value whatsoever <laughs> we're like eh, and we just went under the tarp and went to bed and so not always you're going to have conditions where you're going to want a campfire and so that's something that you know, you kind of have to make that that call. And I, I know for a fact that when you're through hiking the Appalachian Trail, you're pretty tired. And you can always tell the weekend warriors that come up right. to the shelter because they have the campfire and the through hikers are in their tent right. sleeping. They're like, right. oh, screw it. I, I, I could care less. Campfires lose their value uh, when you have other things in mind. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pretty fast, they lose their. They their value. do, they do, but uh, still, there's so much power in it. So one of the things that um, you want to kind of take a look at, we're going to go over a couple products. We're going to go over uh, a few tips on some of the best fire starters that we know of that we've used out in the field that are tried and true. And we're also going to talk about the 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 myth of the flint. Um, we're gonna we're gonna kind of debunk that. Um, not so. Not so much a myth, but we're going to debunk a little bit about why we see so many people carrying it out on their backpacking trip. Um, and we're going to tell you that, um, you know, eh, leave it at home. Um, so the best, the way to look for a fire starter first, we, we kind of have a criteria of what we use for um, when we look for a, a good fire starter. And of course, it's weight. That's the first thing I look at. Bulk. Is it bulky? You know, where, where is it going to put my backpack? Is it going to be in a, in a small bag, compression bag? Where in my backpack? And is it bulky? Is it practical? Is it going to is actually it, bring me value for its right, weight and absolutely, bulk? right. Which is a huge thing when you're, when you're talking long-term backpacking. Is it waterproof? Huge. Kind of important. Huge important. Just ever so slightly. Is your fire starter waterproof? And consumption. You know, what the value is. And, of course, is it easy to use? And, of course, now we go into the Flint myth. See, that's, that was a beautiful transition. It was beautiful. You see that transition? High transition I, I, right into I, that? I did. Okay. And now all of the listeners have to. <laughs> it's a beautiful transition. <laughs> if anybody did not catch that transition. Ease of use. Back up, rewind, and play again. Ease of use. <laughs> so, let's talk about um, the whole Flint myth, first of all. So, um, you know, back in the back in the caveman days, um, when fire was first um, found, invented. I don't think it was invented. I think utilized. I, utilized. I think that's really what it was. I think someone was standing around, lightning struck a tree, got on fire, and they're like, "Hey, I can cook over that thing." I think that's how <laughs> fire started. You know, I think he just grabbed it, figured out a way to carry it, and then they figured out how to make it. It could be. It could be. I think that's. I think that theory holds true. So, but back in the caveman days, their the best way to start a fire was, you know, sparking a rock, a flint rock, and they beat two rocks together, created a spark, and they got a fire going. That was the best fire starter 
the cavemen had. Of course, evolution came out and someone thought, you know, if I rub two sticks together as hard as I can, very fast, the wood will get hot enough and create embers and I can get a fire going that way. Much better than beating two rocks together. Much better. That was the best technology that they had at that time. In the course of evolution came, you you got the sulfur. You got someone find, found sulfur and they're like, hey, this thing will light up and it will spark and will create a fire. And so you ended up having like a sulfur match, which, you know, sulfur turned into matches and then you had the match. That was the best technology they had. Far surpasses waiting for lightning to strike a tree. Oh, yeah. It takes forever. <laughs> forever. And there's consequences if you're too close. <laughs> and then, of course, we have the Bic lighter. The Bic lighter. You flick it. There's a match. There's a light. Today, that is the best technology we have. So I'm always confused when we go out on a weekend backpacking trip or we do a week, two-week, multi-day pack. Someone's got the flint the flint lighter or the flint spark with which is magnesium and you know you spark it and it creates a spark because you have such better technology out there i am a huge huge fan of bringing a lighter which you can buy for 79 cents and get the fire going now i know what you're gonna say you're gonna say how but scott The lighter is not waterproof. Well, is it? It, You're correct. It's not waterproof and it can failure. And we're going to talk about that. But that's the best technology we have right now to get a fire going. It's then keeping the fire going and how you can utilize the lighter in a to get a real fire going and what crutch or what technology you can use today to create a sustainable fire underneath your kindling that lights up that will get your fire going. So kind of like, let's look at the, the lighter, for example. Let's use that first. They're small, portable. They work well. Requires no skill whatsoever. <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> you should always have a lighter with you. Always. Always, 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 always have a Bic lighter with you always of course the cons is that they're mechanical they can break if they get wet um and of course they require fuel and yes i have pulled out a bic lighter before in my backpack and realized there was no fuel in the bic lighter or cracked and fuel spilled yes there can be catastrophic failure with the bic lighter lighter and they're useless you can't you can't use them um, there is a way to kind of save the Bic lighter, though, if it gets wet. And I'll talk to you, to you a little bit about that also. Of course, you have the match. The good waterproof matches that they sell at, you know, REI and Walmart. Comes in a little yellow container sometimes. And there's all kinds of waterproof matches. All kinds. Millions of them. They all say they're the best. They can get wet. They're cheap. They're small. They're portable. Almost everyone knows how to use a match also. (laughs) But I go for the ease of use. So right there, both of these go into the ease of use category. But we all know that there's more 
to it. If you've ever used a Bic lighter and tried holding the light for a long time to get anything lit, you have, you risk burning your thumb to death. Yeah. We, we all know that sucks. There's some malfunction there. There is some malfunction there. <laughs> and of course, we have all tried to use the waterproof matches. Um, and uh, You've got an issue with burn time. You only have so much burn time until that source fails on you. Yeah. And you better get it right because you don't have a whole lot of matches to, uh, you just can't sit there all day. And Unless you have a new backpacker, then they have a whole box. Of true. I have seen the whole box out there before. So you're good to go. That is true. I have seen that before. So what what can you use in, in, in combination when you have a Bic lighter that, you know, may be wet, it may not be working right, and you have a limited amount of matches? What kind of fire starter can you use to kind of help get that going. Now, there's a difference between a fire starter and kindling. So you guys need to know that. There's a huge difference. A fire starter is anything that will keep a flame going for a long period of time. Your big lighter can do that, but do you, you really want to hold, again, you're holding that big lighter forever and you'll burn your, your thumb will get extremely hot, right? Yeah. Or you have to hold something above the Bic lighter so the flame is shooting up. And of course you're wasting all kinds of fuel in the Bic, Bic lighter. And that's why when you forget to buy a new Bic lighter, you go backpacking and then you have no fuel. Like it happened to Scott. We, we did mention some epic failures. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> epic failures. Um, so you, you, you want a, a fire starter to keep the flame going to ignite your kindling. So kindling is obviously small sticks. Hemlock makes great kindling if you're in the southeast. Um, all types of wood that you use to get that going. Kindling is fuel for your fire starter. It's just that simple. You need you need a fire starter. You need a flame that's going for a while. You need kindling to put on that flame. As the kindling starts igniting, you put more and more and more kindling on there until you get a pretty good, decent fire. Then you put the big boys on that, and hopefully the big boys will sustain your your campfire. And that's that's pretty much the whole art of the of the campfire in the backcountry. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. So here's where the debate comes. Where what is the best way? What is the best fire starter out there? And if you go to any kind of, you know, like uh, Facebook groups or uh, backpacking forums, I mean, there is a ton of what people use as kindling or fire starters. My favorite one is lint. <laughs> I take lint out of my dryer. It's free. If you even if you were to Google, uh, you know, best fire starter or you know, whatever the case may be, you get all these campfire hacks thrown at you. And the majority of these fail in a true life scenario back country situation. Yeah. They, they're, they're for the campfire, keep them in the car, pull them out, keep them in your tote, uh, keep them dry. Well, and I think the reason why um, the campfire starter kindling thing is so important is because. People in the back of your mind, you think if things go wrong, <laughs> better be able to get a fire going. So you start prioritizing that piece of gear as a non-failure piece of gear. True. If something goes wrong, a better at least I can get a campfire going. True. You know, 
that and, and coffee. You know, <laughs> something goes wrong. You have a campfire going and have a cup of coffee in the morning. So that's one of the, I think that's why um, people put a lot of priority in it. So the lint thing, and Ariana and I can tell you from firsthand experience, um, may work in like the most favorable of favorable conditions. Uh, low humidity, um, no, uh, not a lot of sun in the sky, uh, mid-level temperatures, and uh, just cannot get wet at all. But here's the thing, where do you put your lint? Most people put lint, dryer lint, in a plastic baggie um, or in a Ziploc baggie. Well, guess what happens to the lint when it's suffocated in a Ziploc baggie? Just put anything dry in a Ziploc baggie and put it outside in a high humidity in the sun, wait for about 30 minutes. The lint's gonna be soaking wet. Yeah. Because of humidity and condensation in the Ziploc bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you're really in a bind. Then you're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> and then your your do-it-yourself hack to get a fire going isn't isn't as glamorous as you thought. So the lint is okay um, in in just great great conditions, you know. But but let's face it, there's better there's better options out there, and it's they're tried and true. So. One of the one of the things that we always bring, and this is a tried and true fire starter, you guys, tried and true, it will not fail you, and this thing will last forever, is a regular cotton ball dipped in Vaseline and then put it in a plastic baggie. That Vaseline and that cotton ball will last forever. I've, I've used those things six to seven months after I've dipped it in Vaseline and put it in the bag and that thing lit right up. And that's something that can get wet and not be compromised as a fuel source. Not only getting not only can it get wet, but we will challenge you to actually throw it in a bucket of water. Take a cotton ball, dip it in Vaseline, make sure the Vaseline is really goop make sure the Vaseline is really gooped on that cotton ball. And then just throw it in a bucket of water, let it sit there for 30 minutes, and then light it with your Bic lighter. And I guarantee you that thing's going to light. That's the magic of that fire starter. And to me, that's a very practical, it's very, it meets all the requirements. It's lightweight, it's ease of use. And it's definitely and not bulky. It's not bulky. I can put probably uh, a good, you know, six, seven, eight, maybe 10 cotton balls and Vaseline in a plastic baggie. It gets a little Vaseline-ish, greasy-ish in there, but um, it, it definitely it definitely works. And I, and I think like it, that's one of those things that you, the, the, the burn off will be rather rapid, but as you peel it apart and pull out uh, little segments, you can separate that within your within your fire pit and and have a better than average chance of having these things catch quicker you yeah know, you're kindling oh yeah absolutely because it's got it's going to have a long burn time so vaseline is what it's petroleum jelly it's petroleum it's oil so it's going to have a really slow and long burn time and that's what you want in wet conditions um, when you, maybe you have a limited amount of firewood, maybe you have a limited amount of kindling. Um, and so you really want a long burn time. That's something a match may not be able to give you. So what do you do? 
you have three matches or four matches and you, you know, use the one match and light your Vaseline con ball. And that's going to give you a fire starter that's really going to be um, worth the wait uh, as far as value goes, because that'll really burn for a, a kind of a long, long time. Yeah, one of my all-time favorites, and this is a you know a trick I picked up um, in in the wilderness course is inner tube. Um, bicycle inner tube works perfectly. It's extremely lightweight. You don't need much of it at all, and it can go directly over your hiking pole. Um, it can be tucked over something, over your lighter, whatever the case may be, but it just, it slips right on and just, it, it almost becomes part of your system versus like an extra excess. And that rubber will light up it, so fast and, and for a very long time. Yeah. And so, um, and why does that light up? Because it's made out of petroleum oil. So it's an oil-based product. So that's what we're trying to tell you that, you know, look for the tried and true products that are going to burn. Now, so I used the cotton ball with Vaseline, right? That was my fire starter of choice. Ariane used the inner tube tire. Um, now, both of those can be easily, easily lit with a match, easily lit with a Bic lighter, right? We all agree it'd be pretty easily lit. But Ariane and I both got those things going, sitting in water for, well, what was my time again, Ariane? It's like 20 something. 20. Low end of 20 something. Low, low, no. Low end of 20s. And what was your time? It was 30. All right. So Ariane and I both, with both the, we were in the creek water for a long time. Yeah. And all of um, everything. I like to brag. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't get a lot of I know. You. I know. Um, so we're both in the water for over 20 minutes with all of our fire starter in our pocket. So the inner tube got wet, the, um, the cotton ball got wet and we used a flint to light both of our product. I used a flint to light the cotton ball with petroleum jelly. I have to admit it was a lot easier to do that than it was uh you know the the rubber but it still was very very doable very doable so if it's that easy to do it with a flint how much easier it is going to be to do that with your one match or your bic lighter that has very little fuel in it and you maybe have a couple two or three strikes on that bic lighter that's what you're looking for you're looking for ease of use get it done right away um and the one thing i will say when ariane and i did this now you have to understand it was winter, we get out of the creek water, we were probably pretty close to our core temperature dropping to where we were going into hypothermia. And when we did this, we were very confused. So when we got out of the water, we were, well, we didn't, we were, you know, we were pretty, we were pretty confused. <laughs> and so we actually had to have a, a buddy system. Um, so some, like a safety person, because Ariane walked around in a circle for about five minutes, passing up all this good wood, and Scott walked around delirious for about five minutes. We don't, we didn't even know. So, you know, like in a in a situation where you need to get a fire going, I don't want to get into the whole, 
you know, like wilderness, you know, survival thing. But in a situation when you want a campfire going and you're in the back country and you don't want to mess around and it's pouring rain and the products we're talking to you today about and the way we're talking about we're we're really coming at you if it's pouring rain outside. And we're talking about reliability in in a, a chosen fire starter. So, you know, you have to set the bar somewhere for expectation for minimizing your failure. Yeah, and I, I think at this point, well, when Ariane and I plan uh, a backpacking trip anywhere, really, uh, everything is planned. Uh, everything that we do is planned in worst case scenario. Yeah. Rain, 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 rain. High winds. Rain, high winds, <laughs> rain. And so that's where we start at. If it doesn't rain, man, we're good to go. But we plan on everything being wet, wet, wet. And one of the things that, and this is why we use the, the cotton ball in Vaseline. And she'll bring like a, a small little inner tube rubber thing in her uh, fire starter kit um, for the, the time that, okay, the wood's wet. It's wet, and you know we want to. We we would like a fire to get us dry. Our, our chances, on average, are already lowered significantly by days and days and days of rain and saturated woods and yep. uh, just soaking wet conditions. But we uh, just want. I mean, when if you listen to our uh, podcast, backpacking with the Baileys, uh, <laughs> I can tell you the pressure of getting a fire going with kids watching you. Now we did, and it's that- rained. <laughs> It, not only did it rain for a whole week, but it was almost like flash flooding at that point. Uh, the Chattooga River was probably 10 feet higher than it normally is. And the kids are going, yeah, we brought marshmallows. You're going to get a fire going? That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> a lot of pressure. <laughs> now, in that case, of course, uh, we definitely uh, worked with the Flint method. And it was it was very, very challenging in that moment to have it effective um well, particularly with the pressure on us, uh, but also really engaging with the children and, and, and getting them to actually use it and kind of see what it was like. It was it was really exciting for the boys. Yeah, it, but, was. it was. And I think like for, for most cases, when we take new people out and we are dumping their packs and, and going through it, it, it rarely never fails that I see backup. I see a lighter and matches and i you know i see two forms and there is some power and redundancy uh particularly for those things that are you know life life contingent um and i understand that thought process but when selecting a a fire starter your your goal is is to really look at the need for no redundancy pick something that you know without fail is going to suit you in whatever conditions you have and you know how to use it well that's that is key <laughs> and, and the thing with the flint I, and i see a lot of people carrying flints I, I do and and i know a lot of guys do and i know that's kind of like a, a cool thing i get it and 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 for and in some cases they're 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 good to bring okay but if you don't know how to use it or if you have not practiced with it and you have not gotten a fire going with it, don't bring it because um, there's a learning curve with those things. And some of them are better than others. Um, the, some of them have a longer range than others, which are 
And a little of, bit more user-friendly. Yeah, some of them are very user-friendly, and you can get a pretty good uh, spark with it. Others are going to take some physical work. And so if you haven't got a fire going with it successfully in wet conditions, don't bring it. It's a waste of it's a waste of gear in your backpack. Go with the tried and true method. If you have to, if you have to bring, you know, like a little backup bic lighter, then bring a backup bic lighter um, if that makes you feel better. But um, and, and if you haven't used a flint um, system before in wet conditions, um, don't bring one. You're just you're wasting your you're you're just gonna waste your time because. Uh, they're not easy all the time and they do take a little bit of, of practice to use. And in the case of the, you know, the Baileys, when we took them out in completely wet conditions and got a fire going, we use something that nature gives out all the time. It's very readily available and it is a great fire starter naturally. And it's called sap. <laughs> <laughs> And if you know your trees, if you get to know your trees and you can identify what sap looks like, a lot of times it really kind of looks like um, white. It looks like white goo that is just and you don't even it doesn't even really look like goo. It's just like white streaks that are coming down the trunk of a tree. White, pine. yellow. Yeah. And that it looks means, like dry glue. Yeah, it does. It does look like dried Elmer's glue. Like someone's going to glue a project. Yeah. <laughs> and they're they're really messy. Very unsuccessful. Messy. That's really what it looks like. But go to that tree because that tree um, has been injured in some way and what the that particular pine tree does is that it fills the area with sap to protect the injury and that's your fire starter. I mean, you can make a torch out of sap. You can take a you can make a, just a small little tiny torch. And wrap a stick around that and put a lot of goo, a lot of sap around that stick. Put that underneath your kindling. And that is about some of the best fire starter stuff you'll you'll have. Yeah, it lights uh, super fast and it stays for an extremely long duration, probably the longest of all of them. Um, and it, you know, it, it is an incredible source. It does not mean we want you to deface that tree. No, please think, don't hack into a tree to get the sap. I think it's important. Uh, you will see there are some campgrounds. And, and, and I embarrassingly will say that I have been subject to do it for learning ability as well. But it is it is so important that you're not defacing the, the, the value of that tree healing properly to be able to... Uh, this is emergency scenario only. Uh, there is just as much of an alternative, which is just as good, and that's your needle-bearing trees have a lot of this sap built in on its pine needles, on its tree branches, that kind of thing. So if you're really looking for something, if something has fallen to the ground, those are readily, easily available to you. You can throw those in there, and it'll light up like a, like a, like nothing you've ever seen. Yeah. And it, and it gives you a nice uh, pine uh, scent. And then you'll be flirting with fire. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you a nice little pine scent. It does. Like a Christmas fire, maybe. I, yeah. This is very nostalgic. Um, so we're going to give you two more uh, products. So these are natural uh, things that you can do in a, in a natural way as a fire starter. Um, and talk about Trust the Trail. Um, man, I'll tell you what. There's been a lot of times that we have... Uh, 
we've seen some sap on a tree and uh, it has really gotten our, our fire going uh, no, in very, very wet conditions. Um, one of the other fire stars, I'm going to put these two links on our podcast post page, episode 119, um, because these are probably the best. If you're going to buy a fire starter, these are what we consider the best. One of them is the Midwest Hearth Firestarter Squares, the Quick Light. And the reason I like them is because I don't like burning anything that's toxic. I really hate that. So these things are non-toxic. Non-toxic. They're made from compressed wood chips, paraffin wax, and recycled newspaper. Um, I mean, it, they like quick. Um, you can buy them at 144 count. Um I've used these things fire year round forever. I mean, I've used these things for a super, super long time and they have never, ever let me down ever. Um, these are one of the ones that you cannot dunk in water and get them to light. But if you do, they will dry out. So just in case, just, just in case they get wet, that doesn't mean you couldn't use them. So they, they are reusable. Um, they do come in six, and so you can cut them up and make them um, small, medium, however you want to do it. Um, and you can, they burn for about 10 minutes per square. So if you cut them up to a big size, you could probably get a five minute burn time. And that is plenty of time to get wet wood, especially if you're going to, if you got some really good kindling um, to get a fire going. The other product, and I'm going to put that on our website. The other product, which is kind of a really cool product, and it's it's crazy. This is waterproof. It's huge waterproof. It's called Quick Fire Instant Fire Starters. Quick Fire Instant Fire Starters. They're actually voted. I'm not really sure who does this voting. I'm not really sure who does this. <laughs> it's like JD Power. I, I have no idea. I would say that we have Someone successfully voted. we have successfully tested this and we vote it. Yeah, I know it's we good. We vote it really yeah, good. It is good. So, but someone voted number one, one maybe camping. one point five. Yeah, right. Someone voted. Uh, who, bunch of people obviously voted, and it's uh, voted number one camping fire starter of 2016. Um, it's waterproof, odorless. It's non-toxic and it comes in 12 pouches in a in a box it can burn up to 10 minutes over 750 degrees and now it's so lightweight it's so super lightweight so it's a little it's like a little in a little bag i actually have a video on our youtube channel this nomadic idea where i kind of go over building a shelter and lighting a fire with these things and i lit the fire in a creek so the fire starters floating in this little water thing that i had and i lit the fire and the thing burns on top of the water so it's waterproof <laughs> so and that's why i'm like it's easy it's quick you got a burn time of 10 minutes a 750 degree burn uh, heat burn is plenty to get wet wood to dry up and put some kindling on there and get a fire going. Um, they are always in my backpack. Number one, number one fire starter I have in my in my backpack. 
are the are those things. Um, now I know what you're thinking. A lot of the the gearheads out there, I know what you I know what you guys are gonna think. You're like, could I use that as a stove? Does it boil water? No, it doesn't. <laughs> I tried it. I tested it. <laughs> Yeah, that was the first thing I thought too. I, know. I saw this problem. I'm like, oh man, oh. I just found a new stove. Um, but not no, so it it doesn't. It will warm your water up, but will not boil it. Um, and so um, you know, it it will not work. So, um, but they're great fire starters. I mean, they are. I t- in my opinion, they're probably is. I I I, I hate saying the best, but in. I, it comes close to being the, the best fire starter I've, I've ever used. It's pretty used. good. It's pretty good. And I'll put a link to that on episode 119 on com. So I'll put those two links on there. You can go check it out. Um, they're on Amazon, on our store on Amazon. And, um, you know, if you if you want to try it, uh, they're very – these are really inexpensive uh, items to get. Uh, we love the Cotton Ball Vaseline. Um, and or the quick fire would be my preference. Uh, you always people always have cotton balls laying around the house and Vaseline, so it you know it's a great way to uh, have a do-it-yourself uh, fire. So um, so we're gonna give you uh, like a big pro tip though, um, which really it gets very overlooked, and you have it with you all the time, all the time to get a great fire going if it's raining outside i feel like here's where we open it up to questions but we can't do that (laughs) what does everybody think it is (laughs) we could but nobody would be talking pro tip (laughs) duct tape every backpacker every hiker has duct tape with them it's try and true it fixes everything it does everything fix it with duct tape light a fire with duct tape you have it around your hiking pole you have it in some form you probably in your first aid kit you probably have it a dozen different places in your backpack without fail it will light up so quickly and last for a long time because it's petroleum oil based Hmm. (laughs) so yeah duct tape is you know like you know you hear the seven seven wonders of the world as a backpacker we actually say eight wonders of the world and include duct tape because duct tape is is it a wonder i it should be <laughs> it should be listed as a miracle it's a miracle, <laughs> miracle product invention. and a wonder but uh duct tape is absolutely because you know most people you wrap it around your hiking pole and if it's raining outside you don't have a fire starter you know you don't have a good one maybe you got a little match maybe you got a little bic lighter fluid left in your bic lighter boom unroll the duct tape and like that sucker and you get a long burn on that thing it's yeah. beautiful yep and if you and try it you know we want you guys to try some of these uh at home try lightning take a take a cotton ball soak it in vaseline throw it in water take it out and light it light duct tape light uh, uh and uh all after bicycle sim- inner tube all after submerged in water well, yeah all after submerged the, in water and do it obviously. in a safe place yeah. do not do it inside your house we recommend lighting fire at home outdoors <laughs> outdoors <laughs> and not in a restricted fire burn area maybe by water would be a good idea too <laughs> fire hose water hose um but yeah uh so yeah we hope you guys got a little value uh out of that uh i'm kind of surprised you've never done a, a podcast on this but uh a lot to choose from out there but again it's ease of use lightweight bulky but it 
it's got to be tried and true, man. It's got to be able to withstand a lot of water. And of course, we all know it. It does rain sometimes out there. A few sprinkles here and there. Sprinkles here and there. Very rare. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please post a comment on iTunes. It really helps spread the word about our podcast and really any other podcatchers that you listen to our podcast on. We love watching and seeing all the the comments. We respond to every single comment too, especially uh, email or on our Facebook uh, group. We respond to all of them. We love all the comments and uh, all the photographs you guys have been have been sharing. Um, shout out to our Facebook members, always patrons: Rick, Jerry, Shirley, Chuck, John, Jerry, Suzanne, Brad, Bill, Nick, Helene, Mike, and of course Jacqueline. Thank you guys so much for supporting Trust the Trail podcast. We really super appreciate that. As a matter of fact, I am going to post a video on Patreon tomorrow on how to get a big glider going again once it's wet. So that's going to be on our Patreon page. Our podcasts are available on Overcast, Podcast, Breaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, of course, Radio Public, both iOS and Android, and we're on iHeartRadio. We're on most almost on any podcatcher. If we if you are listening to uh, podcasts and we are not on your favorite podcatcher, let us know. We'll, we'll get it on there for sure. Um, and, of course, you can always uh, uh, go to our Instagram page, Trust the Trail, or our regular Facebook page, Trust the Trail, and follow us there. And as we talked about today, sometimes nature gives you everything you need to get a good fire going. So just remember. Trust the trail, you guys, each and every time. We'll see you later.